Let's start. Let okay, me introduce great. you. Um, I have the esteemed Stephanie Simbari, um, probably known known very well for uh, the That's a Retrograde podcast, which is how we kind of met as I was a guest on your show. But you are also a writer, a comedian, an actor, a wellness a wellness advocate. <laughs> I'm an advocate. Yes. Of uh, yeah. Um, and I don't, would do you have any other titles? I know writing's been your thing. Yeah, no, I've, I've been writing and it's been this year. Like, I'm curious. I kind of was going to listen to our 2022 episode, but then I was like, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should kind of go in blind and in like the forgetful state of what you even said. And then we can talk and revisit through reflection. But like this year has been such a like transformation and refinement and like what I'm putting my energy and attention to as far as like creatively uh that's actually spot on with what we talked oh. about <laughs> oh, uh, for the sixth year so i do want to say for new listeners to my podcast every year uh for the last several years that's a retrograde we would do a numerology forecast for uh the upcoming year and it became a tradition yeah. and then you guys um stopped doing the pot every big podcast that i was like doing an annual thing like either dissolved like uh or really somebody died yeah like oh, they're yeah. all so now i'm like it's it's me and then having you on but you're a great sounding board too so so you were like more honed in and focused on like what you needed to do. And for you, that felt more creative. Well, I think what happened for me is my mother died in the end of December. Yeah. Or in the middle of De uh, early December, end of the year, last year, 2021. And so like my 2021 was sort of like co-opted, like on a, obviously like, you know, when you're an artist, your pursuit is very singular and very like self-oriented. And then real life comes in and I, I had to like sort of like navigate family life. I, I had to put on hold my own sort of like what's going on because I had to go and like take care of my mom. And like, I was trying to navigate that reality with the reality of like, things weren't really aligning with my show. And that whole thing was like getting deconstructed. And so I think after she died, I just needed to go on my own journey. Like I started traveling. I put everything in storage. I like pulled the plug on my like normalcy and just made my life like freedom journey. Yeah. Well, so if you do go back and listen, the six is sort of, it's definitely like a, a monk life, It, but it's the energy in which one really has access with like, your higher mission, your higher purpose, mm. you know, in, mm -hmm. in the magical terms, we'd say, oh, this is where you have knowledge and conversation of your holy guardian angel, which to sort of translate that in street terms is like, you kind of know what you're supposed to do. You know, you have knowledge of your destiny. You have knowledge of like, this is what I should be doing. Or you can, you can access that. Like it doesn't. Yeah. So even use like that, this huge disruption and then just saying, I'm putting my stuff in storage. 
if there ever is an energy of a year to kind of quote find yourself a little bit and 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 tune in it's very much a tuning in it's a meditative intelligence it's also yeah. called the the mediator and it is about aligning with something higher and um so it really wasn't a year for like big breakthroughs per se is a year to like get centered is what I kept saying until well, like that's gets... literally what happened. Yeah, I can, I mean, not to sound too like, Ooh, um, and not implying your aura was ever weird, but there is like a, a bright, a different brightness about you, even though you have yeah. a good star quality. <laughs> Thank you. No, I just feel like what it was, what you're saying where, I was clearing out anything that wasn't allowing me to be stepping into that place of like purpose and destiny because 2020 like blew the lid off of our reality. And then we kind of like, we just sort of started to shuffle in and squeeze and figure out like, what the fuck, where are these chips falling? And where, like, I was reflecting the other day on the fact that it's been almost three years. Like it's going to be 2023. It's almost three years since COVID hit. And there's so much realignment that's been happening. And I think the idea of finding home and finding grounding and what am I doing and, and what, am, what is like my actual relationship with this world at this point, that is a long journey. You know, it's not like, like, I didn't know, I don't think I had the perspective that I have on the world today that I had in 2020 at all. And so it, once your perspective changes, then you have to change in order to align with your new value or your new understanding and or like awakening or whatever it is that's happening. Like, you have to actually shift those things in order to step into that recovery place. Yeah, I mean... All of this so spot on. Recovery place is is a an interesting phase, and it's interesting to look at the patterns of these numbers because I remember a few years ago. Well, I remember we did the three year, and then some like like well and good did a write up about the podcast, and I had mm. no idea. I was like, oh, this is like kind of a big thing, and this was like a a boss energy, mm -hmm. um, and then the so the four really came into play in ways that I never thought because it was like I was saying it's a time of rest and kind of you could stay home and then literally we all like we're forced to stay home and most yeah I was like wow Remington talking about like, that bath was really <laughs> oh yeah that was like the quote it's like taking a bubble bath everyone's like either on unemployment or like working from home I've never eaten more edibles and taken more baths <laughs> in my entire life and then but the five year I talked about it like being disruptive and it's interesting to see the flow and the patterns you certainly because yeah. your mother passed in 2021 yeah. i mean that's your whole life you thought covid but then that's a huge disruption and um it also i felt that was where a lot of it's like the sword in kabbalah it's gaborah it's severity and that's where i think either a lot of people drew the line i feel like socially that's where a lot of things intensified i think a lot of yeah. relationships got cut the cords got cut and so tripped out. I mean, I've definitely like what none of my really close friends, a couple, but it's like there was like split mindsets 
you know, mm-hmm. on like what the hell is happening, what's going on. And then the six was like, okay, let's regroup. Uh, personally regroup your energy get centered that's why i joke it's sort of a monastic six is like the number of a monastic lifestyle i mean i went to mexico and peru completely by myself see i assumed there was like somebody else or you were seeing somebody for a while and then i like following your stuff and we text like we're in communication but like yeah we'll go a few months we don't talk to each other then we'll have like a crazy text session about wild astrology or whatever yeah um and then but that's exactly it though i mean you really fell into that positive flow and to just re regroup and now i'm just the type of person that doesn't like to take things i don't like to take i don't like to take things that are tragic or difficult and make them make me feel tragic and difficult i like to take things as lessons and opportunities and like open up and receive them instead of resisting them. Like, I just think that that is the wisdom of true, true spiritual path to me is like going with the flow, even when the flow is like the most painful fucking thing on the planet. I agree. And I think too, having some being grounded in some sense of a practice or connection of yourself or a higher self makes navigating those exterior phenomenon, um, even when they're difficult, uh, a lot easier. And uh, it's like the more sort of meditative that I am, and not like I'm going around all blissed out, but six is the meditative intelligence. I, Mm. I, I respond as opposed to react. And my sort of default negative personality is a little more reactionary. And I'm not like the guy getting into fist fights with people, but you know, I sort of in my head sort of fly off the handle. I'm not like, well, you have that Scorpio edge. Yeah. I mean, I want to, <laughs> yeah, I'm very much, we're both very much Scorpios. Yeah. Um, but now here's the thing we're coming into this seven year and it's a, mm. it's a completely flip in the energy but six okay. is a little confusing because six is even in, in the tree of life. It's like dead center of everything. So it really, that's why I was saying these themes of being centered and the sun um, and it connects to everything. Um, the seven is going to be, it. it's a shift. It's a sweeter energy. Like mm. six is kind of neutral. Like five is more intense, right? It's like kind of go get them. It's a disruptor. It's an activator. It's a warrior energy. And then seven is this energy of elevation. It's a Mm. number of prosperity. It's a number of victory. Um, In astrology, it's uh, attributed, the planet Venus is attributed to it. So these Mm. are going to be the simple kind of quick go-to cues of what are the themes of this energy? And I love the numerology of the whole year because no matter what you're doing, whether you're like living your highest, best, like successful moment, or you're in sort of like, you know, some bummer hardship or things are just sort of ho-hum, you can always go back to, well, what is this, this number every day that has a frequency? And seven is really... It's like a nice, sweet energy field, right? So it's like, 
So this is why at the end of the year, I was really trying to remind everybody, you got to get clear on some higher value of what your destiny is, which is what the Mm. sixth year was supposed to bring us. Because as we roll into the seven energy, it's really about abundance, prosperity, one manifestation is earthly delights, right? Mm. So if you're not grounded in, in what you truly want, you're gonna like really be looking so much on the outside for that fulfillment that you're going to really sort of over consume. Right. And so there's seven is easy to fall into a lot of negative patterns. And those patterns are going to be where like ultimately come from. I'm completely unfulfilled because I have no bearing of my soul, which is what really is going to give me fulfillment Right? Like in magic, we teach, oh, you know, if something was like really your higher purpose, it was your higher purpose to like pump gas at a gas station, take your ego out of it, and that's what you were doing, right? Like, you're going to, that's going to be the best fucking thing. Because you're going to make the connections that you need to be making and be in the place that you need to be. You're like, I think like, yeah. Something that I just want to say about like this, what, what you're saying about, you know, the, 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 the path of the benevolence of the number versus like the pitfalls and the shadow or whatever, however you want to label it. Like I actually see that reality right now is in like two different realities. So we have like the spiritual reality of like what's available as far as energy and connections and like the presence of really like being in alignment with your purpose and how, how your everyday actions feel, even if it's pumping gas or walking around the street or whatever the fuck it is, like just your presence, the spiritual reality of our individual presence, the vibration of that right now is so high and so amazing. But then on the flip side, there's like the matrix reality of like the fucking burning capitalism and media and social media and the economy and war and all of like the bigger like mechanisms of the society are oh yeah i forgot about all that no (laughs) yeah but all of that stuff is is being blasted into our consciousness at such a rapid fire rate because of our connection to technology that i think that's what we need to protect ourselves against and that's how we get into the place of soul and creation, like being really, really, really mindful of how much energy and attention are you really giving to that stuff makes your life. Well, like that literally makes your life. Stephanie, I'm really glad you brought this up because this is, I mostly am going to talk about the, the sort of positive assets of seven, but because it's a very sensitive number, it really can, can spiral out. And it's exactly what those things that you're talking about, where we can consume the world's problems, you know, on our phone, um, and like what like what is the election in Pennsylvania have anything to really do with me and people now are like so worked up i mean it, it, there's so many things there's enough whatever you want to get worked up about but here's the thing 7 is the it's the in yoga it's it's considered the aura and that is like what we would say about that is that that's your sort of safety zone but the things that really affect the aura 
have to do with what are you consuming? Mm -hmm. So if you were just like gridlock and consuming the world's problems, like you're going to be that much more sensitive to it. You're going to weaken yourself. You're going to debilitate your energy field. And then you're just going to be very vulnerable. Now to Mm -hmm. go kind of conspiratorial, my concerns are seven is such a lovely, sweet, sensitive, nice number. That's like, look, I want to make your life smell better. I want to make everything look better. I'm a sweet, loving, opulent uh, energy field, and I'm going to upgrade everything. I love it. It's, it's making me feel so good. It's a sexy, nice number. It's like <laughs> yeah. Venus. And then your aura is like when your aura is energetically fulfilled and right. But here's the thing. It's like the deeper teaching is true value. And self-worth. And that's why the setup, the six year was like, you got to get centered and and what you really, to get more knowledge and what you want to do, because things are going to be, can be very easy in the seven energy, but it's going to be easy to get sidetracked on every shiny thing that sort of titillates you. And then mm-hmm. every negative thing, you still, you're on some level getting seduced. And seven is the number of seduction. Mm-hmm. So like... If you're in marketing and advertising or you're trying to push a psychological agenda on the planet, well, the four year, which is a very vulnerable number, great year to start that. The seven is like, oh, we just got to slick it all up, right? Like it's a, it's people will be, it's rose colored glasses. And we're going to see a lot of the unconscious collective get fooled. And, um, on some level, it might be as harmless as, oh, I went on a ridiculous, uh, you know, midnight online shopping spree and bought, you know, a few too many, like, pairs of shoes. Been you there. Know? I mean, so, <laughs> like, is that, like, is that that harmful? No, it's probably pretty benign, but you can take that, like, hungry ghost energy and take it to a new level. And and really start putting yourself out there or putting yourself in situations in which, like, the siren song, like, where you're you're getting seduced and you're enchanted and then you're, like, your ship crashes. Well, I think it's, like, how do we protect... Unconsciousness aside, just a conscious person trying to navigate what's happening, how do we protect ourselves from getting sucked into the seduction of what you're saying. And I think it comes down to asking, what are my values? Like that is the constant thing that has been resonating for me since the COVID takeover of our reality. And since like things have shifted, what are my values? And I don't even know if COVID, if, if COVID hadn't happened, I still think there would have been something that would have happened that would have made us reassess our values as far as like what we're aligning with societally. And I think people who aren't asking themselves are the people who are more susceptible to falling in lockstep with what you're being told to think and feel versus what you actually think and feel. And you never stop to say, does this real like, is me outcasting certain people of my community really within my value system is me, whatever it is like ask yourself that well and this is going to be the year that i think we will like some people might get lost and seduced and hopefully it's as benign as you were suckered by a seductive you know advertising and you bought a crappy product okay like life goes on but i also think it is what you said and i think this year 
we do have an opportunity to really the individual and the collective as individuals, we have that opportunity to like, this is what I want people listening to this to know. You really can tune in. Like what is, what it like, what do you, not only what's valuable to you, but what is your deeper self worth? And like, you know, there is a, a yogic teaching that's like, you know, state your worth and that will be it. So I'm Mm. always saying this is the year to to kind of get a raise. And And in my work, and so many of the people I encounter, overall are like a little more on the side of maybe not valuing themselves, maybe under earning to some degree, whether it's financially or not lining up, like sort of sacrificing too much in say a romantic relationship because it's still nice to be with somebody. Whatever the case is, this is going to be the year to get straight on that. And then you're, you, if you're centered in that, which is also why I kept saying this year, get clear in the sixth year, it's going to be a lot easier to like the shiny objects that are for you are going to be shining very bright and you're going to just know what to sync up. But it really is a number of prosperity and it's a number of elevation. So like there's hope, there's hope for the planet, but I think all of us, what, what can you upgrade, whether it's your attitude, whether it's the actual things I mean, I would definitely suggest that people, it's in my new book. You know, it's cool too. And a side note is my new book that's coming out are a collection of prosperity practices Mm. and they're coming out in a prosperity year. And the cover is all Venus colors. It's like green and pink, which. uh, Look what I'm wearing. See it. Perfect. And you (laughs) match the new book. um, (laughs) Are those strawberries? Yeah. See, that's a perfect straw. It's like sweet, nice, like it earthly delights in the positive way. Like Venus, the teachings of Venus are really askew on planet Earth, in my opinion, because it becomes decadent. It becomes Mm -hmm. empty. It becomes hollow. And or people are so void of a life that feels cozy and sensual and loving and tender and uh, that's yeah. what this energy is. So I mean, I th- those are all my buzzwords. Gotta say, loving and tender, cozy, sensual, loving, tender. Like that's this. That's, that's the, my credo. That I mean, that's <laughs> that's the vibe. So it's yeah. like you know. So what's the? Is that shadow that dark? Like rose-colored glasses, you know, or uh, you know, all that glitters is not gold, kind of saying, but you know, you're not nothing. None of that's gonna be satisfying. If you if it's really not aligned with you, what do you really value? And mm. it's like ta- we're gonna make. I think we can make a lot of strides, and I think mm. as individuals, this can be the year on a, on a deeper level that we've been wanting for a long time. Because mm, at I the end that. of the day, it's a sweet, emotionally fulfilling energy field. I've been saying this is the year that we've all been wanting since 2023, since 2020. I've been like, I've been like, I know I'm 37 now, but I'm just going to go ahead and still be 35 because those past two years, like didn't really. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm so lost on time zones. Like, yeah, I, I mean, as far as like, oh, when was that? Was that? And then there's just been this block of all I see is our apartment in Los Angeles, which, well, you've been over there. Like, yeah, just that. 
that little square and then my neighborhood and then um yeah this is like the it's sort of a finally and i think there's yeah. some relief i think there was some relief in the sixth year but um there I mean, was but it was not to me so it's interesting what you're saying like i'm actually really happy to hear this and i feel for just on a personal level i don't know if anybody cares about this but my own personal journey this past year was really not only the the solo you know monastic kind of like getting connected with my spiritual center and going on those journeys and taking the freedom and trusting myself and all these things but a lot of what was coming up and coming out too was fractured self-worth things mm, okay. and I bumped up against that like I had to do a lot of healing and clearing in a relational aspect with specifically self-worth stuff over the last <clears throat> eight nine months and it wasn't until recently that I was like okay I felt myself cross the threshold of like I've I've excavated that. I've examined that. I've done energy work on that. I've been in therapy about that. I've done all of the things that I needed to do to like understand that. And now stepping into this year, I do feel exactly what you're saying, where I'm like, I, my self-worth is intact and connected with my being in a way that I don't think that it was ever. Uh, that's profoundly beautiful. Like tears want to come out. Beautiful to hear. <laughs> I also love that you're just picking up on it and that's been your natural process. And yeah. I know it wasn't conscious, like, well, I better prepare for this seven no, years. No, not at all. But, that's why I'm saying. But people pick up. People just pick up on this energy. And mm -hmm. um, this is the year to, to sort of restore and make yourself whole in the context of your self-worth. So I think this is going to be a year for like a great year to attract if you're single, like to really attract that right relationship, but mm -hmm. it, it has to come through that work that you just said. Yeah. Or if you know, you're I never really understood, like you have to love yourself to be in love. Cause I'm like, that's not really true. Like necessarily love can save people and, and heal people like all the time. But like for my own self, it wasn't really about like, loving myself it's actually about like being in alignment with what I what I see and what I want and and thinking and knowing that like I'm actually worthy to receive that because every time that I was meeting it I was like spinning it out of my orbit because I was like ah it's like too much like I can't handle it I'm not worth it like it was this constant it would come in I spin it out come in spin it out and it's because it's not to me like self-love wasn't the right framework of it more just like more self-acceptance and like yeah, yeah the worthiness the word worthy is more to me like active than love because love is this like kind of catch-all like I read this great book um all about love by bell hooks it's like an amazing okay. it's an amazing book highly recommend to all the listeners and basically she breaks down like all these different life aspects where the word love like gets used but never defined and how so much of our problems as a society come from the fact that we don't define love we just sort of like blanket it over things and we never like really examine it and ask ourselves like what's the verb what is love as a verb what are the qualities of it that really make it like in action and I think 
trans translating that to what I'm saying of just self-love doesn't really mean anything to me, but understanding like the quality of worthiness, I can work with that. Yeah, I think, well, and worth, I mean, that's the key. And I totally, you know, I never thought of it on it, but yeah, it is sort of vague and like self-love and it does get thrown away. Like, is that like, is that self-pleasure? Is that, you know, I think that what is trying to be said by that is you need to value yourself. And here's the thing. That's right. In the aura, in within the context of the number seven, this is where a lot of sabotage happens. And that sabotage mm. is rooted in a lack of self-worth. And then it's rooted in sort of these biblical vices like envy, which the the sort of shadow, the vice of this energy is is that you when you don't have any self-worth, you're comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. And then that's creating a whole pattern in which you never feel good enough and then you're operating in scarcity so Mm -hmm. venus is about scarcity or it's about security and that security comes with like okay i i have skills i have value and yeah we have to apply the work but i think there's a lot of like so much of the world would shift if people really went in and I think valued themselves more, whether it's like, how can people do that when all that they're doing, I would say like 80%, I don't know, percentages, maybe not, but like a large swath of the population is not doing that is going out for worth, out for worth, out for worth. And you can't do that. It's not It's never going to be enough. You'll be perpetually insatiable. You'll be the like Buddhist hungry ghost. And there's never going to be enough Rolls Royces. There's never going to be enough money. There's never going to be enough, you know, shiny jewelry. There's never going to be enough men or women or whatever you're into that's going to fulfill that. And that's why this setup was like six was like, Hey, let's, let's get start getting fulfilled with your higher connection, your divine self, your soul, God, whatever, throw in goddess. And because now we get to partake in this abundance of life in the seven energy, like we haven't experienced in a long time. And if, and if you're just on the decadent side um, and we all do that, like, but when you're looking that real envy, the deeper teaching is like, I'm looking outside of still it's, it's about looking outside of yourself as a man, I mean, those were trigger points for me. We always think of it as like some jealous, bitter woman, right? It was like, oh, that bitch married that guy. I feel like that's the societal message of Venus and Venus is attributed with very much archetype feminine energies. But like as a guy, I had struggled with like feeling like a worthless failure because, oh, I didn't achieve this bold success like by a certain age. And then mm-hmm. and then living in LA where for so much of that time I was just based, I was poor yeah. and like I was poor financially. And I finally just let go of it. I'm like, here I am, I'm where I'm at and I'm trying to get my shit together. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I was like riding a bicycle and taking the bus which is a way you could really in los angeles my experiences i could really use that as a way to really spiral out and like Mm -hmm. what the fuck am i doing like i'm in my 40s like but like if you were living in italy riding your bike and riding the bus 
that's fucking normal. Right. It's like everybody in, does that in context of like, I was comparing myself and then you just see these like, whatever, like spending, you know, 200 bucks on a dinner was like, that was an impossible notion, even just like renting an apartment. And, uh, but I chose for a while to really just get down on myself. Like many years mm -hmm. ago, I wanted, like, I was just like, I can't function in this world and I'm a total failure. And I, and I don't, my identity isn't wrapped up in, I am a man. Um, but I just, that was another layer of just like fooling myself into, to failing. And it took, it just took surrender and a level of like what you said before, self-acceptance, mm -hmm. which I talked about, about in the four year, but I think this, if you, if you sort of mastered that lesson and use these energies, you'll see the sequence of numbers. It's actually be fun. The last, when was the last seven year? That was 20, was that 2013, 14, 2014. That was a good year for me. So 2014, like you, those are things you can look at those patterns, but. I love that. I was on my TV show then. Was that that 1111 show? No. Oh, that was 2015. It was like 2014 to 2017 was like really good three years for me. Um, when I look back, that's when things started to shift for me as well. That's actually. when it I'm all gonna, started happening. Well, because I was like down and out, suicidal. I got clean. I just sort of surrendered. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to do comedy anymore. This TV show is never going to happen that was in the works. And then... Um, I just sort of took some time, focused on myself, and then just momentum, and then all, like, I was just open to things really taking off. Yeah. And, um, and of course, I'm still growing and expanding and always want to grow more financially and learning to do all this as a business and all that kind of stuff. But, like, um, yeah, look at that those patterns in those times and it's cool. So where now in hindsight, where can you go deeper and, and bigger now? And I think there's a, there's a level of satisfaction that can be had in this year that, it, you know, so we'll see a lot of, you know, hungry ghost people out there. A lot of people being seduced by, you know, every, whatever somebody else is advertising and so many of us are going to really upgrade the shit out of our lives. So something I want to say about what you were saying about um, right, like the, the riding of the bus and, 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 and the bike thing is like, to me, like the perfect example of something that I've been thinking about so much just with regards to the wellness world, but it also applies to the world at large, which is just that everything is like context and perspective. And when you are comparing yourself to a framework like LA, where everyone has an expensive car, and if you don't have an expensive car, then you must be failing at life. You feel like you're failing at life. But if you live in a place like Amsterdam or Rome, where no one fucking has a car and everyone rides their bike and does public transport, you're just feeling like I'm part of the ecosystem. And that's just like how it is. So I think that the problem that we face in, in with this way today is that, and, and why we're going outward and never getting anything to fulfill us inward is that 
we're comparing ourselves to a world at large that is very unwell. Yeah, a thousand percent. The world itself is in like an unwell, transitional, possibly cataclysmic state. You know, like there's a lot of stuff that's happening that's very toxic and terrible. And the more that, but but that is separate from us. We are not the world. The world exists and we exist and we participate in it, but it's not who we are and it's not who we need to be. So the more that we're comparing ourselves to an environment that makes us feel unwell, the more unwell we will be instead of being like, wait, this doesn't have to do with me. I'm not sick. The world is fucking sick. All I need to do is make sure that I'm getting into alignment with what I want to be doing and how I want to be feeling. And if I'm living in a place that's making me feel like that, maybe I shouldn't fucking be living here. Like do what you need to do to be in the environment that makes you feel like you're a part of something that is harmonious to you. And like, I know it's always not that easy, just, oh, get up and leave. But like really thinking about your choice of participation in something that's, what is it doing? What is it saying? How is it operating? Do you agree with that? Like you could have reframed your whole thing of like, I don't have a car, but also like I'm reducing my carbon footprint. Like I don't need to fucking be spending a million dollars in gas every day and every year, but I still get where I need to go. You know, like it's all about how you think about it, not really about what it actually is. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And if you can't, Like if you're not in the position to be like what what sort of society is aligned with who I am or where I'm at, I learned the lesson of letting all of that go. Right. And then I found like I felt like the world embraced me in a whole other level and everything just kind of started working out. Because you're not attaching your identity to it. And I think that's what we're both saying in different ways. Yeah. That thing, whatever that is, isn't defining you. And that is the thing that you need to let go of. But also knowing like me traveling around the world this whole year, like being in different cities and different places, like recognizing that I would be a different person to some to some degree if I lived in any of these places was really interesting. Because it's like, it's so malleable. Well, and I think we do adopt, like, the cultures of where we are. I mean, even in Vermont now, like, now all of that insecurity, and I'm saying this on sort of a spoof, but I'm like, oh, I go into the hardware store or try to explain I'm a numerologist, but a lot of people here, even if you have an office job, you still got to work on your land and you're chopping yeah. wood. And I'm like, what if they call me Palmolive hand- Hands? That's like an, that's <laughs> yeah. like an insult around here, even though yeah. it's actually a very friendly place and a very kind of supportive. It's the most friendly. I don't know. L.A. was really friendly. L.A. was because I was meant to be there. But yeah. like... Um, but now I've like adopted Vermont lifestyle. Like I was joking, my next book is going to be all the different boots you need for Vermont, right? That's you need, hilarious. You need work boots for hauling wood around and doing stuff in the yard and the land. Then you need tall snow boots. Then you need shorter boots so you can just run out and take the trash out if it's muddy. And then you yeah. need like just slip on shoes for fair weather to like run outside for a couple of things. Sometimes you need sandals. Then you need waterproof sneakers for hiking. Then you need hiking shoes. Then you need like, um, but I've like (laughs) adopted, like I'm like feel sort of full Vermont. Um, and so I think on a delightful side, there are things outside of us that can have an influence as long as we don't get 
lost. We just have to have bearing yeah. of self-worth and that lessons of the sixth year, which you did, which is like, let me, shit, that was intense. Your mother passing and well, I know you were in a relationship for all of that stuff. And then you just like, I mean, literally you honed 2022, in on 2022 was a year of, of, I lost everything. You know, and deeper teachings in Kabbalah, it's the it's a number and an energy of sacrifice. It was so fucking savage. It was like, oh, you think you have a mother? You don't. Oh, you think you have a boyfriend? You don't. Oh, you think you have a best friend? You don't. And it was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> well, like, I, in a, in... and that forced me into the deepest parts of myself, and and in a way as as like crazy and, and painful as it was, I'm also like coming out of the other side of that being like, A, I'm a completely different person. And B, I am understanding the framework of existence and relationships and not just interpersonal, but environmental and all these things in a way that I just wasn't aware of before because I was living above the surface. Even though I've always been a deep person, I was still living above the surface as far as like not really looking under the hood of certain relationships or certain behaviors or certain values or whatever it was. Like when everything gets stripped away, you're forced to be like, I'm needing to rebuild my understanding of how I even operate in this world. Completely. And in my journey too was like, even though it was a lot of exterior gain, like I became a dad and you completely mm -hmm. have to sacrifice that old self. And yeah. so much of me too, even like as an adult and kind of getting my shit together on some level, maybe a little later in life, like um, you have to, with the kid, it's like that old identity has to go. I mean, mm -hmm. Gina and I had like the sweetest, easiest, carefree bohemian lifestyle in LA. Like yeah. we lined up, we loved our apartment. We were able to go out. We were able to travel. You know, we were like creating the business together. She was like gallivanting around the world, working film projects, and um, we could sustain, which is sort of what we were talking about before we started recording, where eventually yeah. in LA, this is where you don't grow, and then you just lock into your one apartment. Next thing you know, you're like 65 in your rent-controlled apartment, you can't leave because like that's it. You've hit your, you plateaued, and that's it. But becoming a dad was like, every everything changes, I mean, I'm like, I had to sacrifice all of that old self and my life isn't, isn't about me anymore. Yeah. I mean, it is like, I'm, st but it's not. And like, I realize now like becoming a dad and I go, like I was at this like hip little town, uh, that's in Massachusetts right on the border. And there's like a lot of little artsy zones all around here. And there was like a pop-up pre-Christmas market and there was all these like 20-something, 30-somethings they were like kind of posed as spiritual. They all were some type of herbalist. I could have seen these same people in Joshua Tree or, you know, Grass Valley, California. Yeah. And like the younger me in my 20s would have been like, oh, I I, I want to fit in. I, I these, these maybe are my people or something. And um, 
I mean, I do think like, I hope they all own my numerology book because this is definitely the demographic. Yeah. But I realized too, I'm like, oh, that's an age. Like there was like, I had a kid, they were so oblivious to like the needs of anyone else or that there's this innocent child. And I'm not that parents like, whoa, baby, I'm bored. Like, you know, back off while adoring me. It's just, it's a totally different mindset. So yeah, yeah. I used this six year. I, I had to sacrifice a whole old life. Wasn't the trials and tribulations that you went through, but it, it, it's the same, you know, different events, but it's the same story. Like nothing's the same now. Like nothing's the same. I think a lot of people went through that in different ways. Like it's been happening for the past few years. Like I was saying, like since 2020, it's been like different variations, different energy, numerological resonance of similar lessons of sorting through these layers of like what was so that we can get to what will be. And I feel like this, what you're telling me about the seven is it's like, it's, it's more of a like loving, receptive energy to land in from these past three years where like this year wasn't a landing year. No, it was a figuring out. It was an aligning, uh, whatever that process is for you. Like someone who follows a lot of my work that, um, you know, I, I really love and respect, um, you know, they were kind of expecting, they thought, oh, because it's this year of tapping into your destiny as if it was all going to happen. And this is where you gain knowledge. And this is where you get that insight. And this is where you do that sacrifice. We did it. We have a few days left. So if you haven't done shit, or actually by the time this airs, we'll be in the new year, never mind. But as we're recording, <laughs> there's a few days left of the year. But um, it wasn't the year for like necessarily all of the things to happen. It was the year to get clear on that. Seven is like a year of things happening that mm. um it, it but it's not like a go getter energy. It's definitely if it's if it's these lessons of attractiveness and seduction and if you will, if you if you abstract that, what are you pulling in? What are you everyone mm-hmm. talks like law of attraction, law of attraction. But I don't I see very few taken in the context of well, make yourself attractive, right? And that doesn't mean like, you know, like on one level, sure, it could be dress and refinement and things like that. But like, if you want, like if you're trying to attract a relationship, but you're bitter and you just like putz around in bed all day and watch Netflix and, you know, smoke weed or something and you're angry at the world and then you doom scroll, that's not attractive. Like you're not, nobody's going to be like, Oh my God, I, I, you're like my soulmate. Like nobody's like, Oh, I met this hot babe and she just doom scrolls and is pissed. Unless you want to be with someone who's like that as well. So that's, that's kind of going back to the self love relationship thing is like, what do you want to be with? And yeah. And like attracts like, but I'm trying to say, look, if you up your game energetically, you're going to attract bigger things and you use this Venus energy to make yourself attractive. Again, that's, it transcends just the looks. That's one small part of it, but it's like that saying, like, you know, you can put lipstick on a pig and this year, a lot of people will 
be sort of fooled by that. It's like advertising. Mm-hmm. This, if I were in, well, I mean, at some level, I have to market my business, but I'm like, oh, this is a great year to really go deep and sinister with brainwashing advertising to make any crappy thing you're selling look awesome. I mean, it's kind of comical at this point, like to me, so as someone who sees through the whole thing of just like with every regard, the way that they sell things is so hilarious. Like just they are trying to get good, but to me, it's getting worse because it's so obviously manipulation. Well, I do. I I am fascinated by advertising. When I was a kid, I used to record commercials and I love to like watch and track them. And um, yeah, it's totally you're either using like fear, right? Like if you don't put this deodorant on, like you'll never get laid. You'll never meet it. You'll never get a promotion. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it's, you know, we'll see. I mean, some part of me will enjoy like I feel like there's an innocence of where we people might make some dumb decisions, but it can get weird. It can get dark. Also, here's like a darker side is seven. The aura is such a vulnerable energy that that is like, it's, it's an empath, right? And it, and the shadow side of empath is where you don't, you're not empowered enough. And then other people's thoughts, other people's energies, entities can take over. So on some Mm -hmm. level, it's an energy of being possessed or being susceptible to possession. But I can, I can read it a lot of times. I can read sevens in somebody or nines. They're either the sweet person who like walks into a room and just makes like that their presence makes it a better, nicer opportunity. Or you see those people with like bags under their eyes that are like getting taken out by energy fields. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I mean, that's like, it's vampiric energy. It is like sucking up too much stuff. So you got to people listening, please examine where are you too much of a sponge? If you're super sensitive to like, say, watching a horrible show, maybe just turn away. You need to look at what are you filling yourself up in to go back to like, oh, maybe I can immerse myself in a culture that's aligned with my values. The seven on a good note is what are you consuming that's positive, that's healthy? So it's a great year for like health shifts. So diet, whatever, cleansing, whatever that means for you. I think in America and you have been in the wellness world for a long, like you literally made a huge platform. I mean, it was a lot of comedy too, but like there's like a one trick pony solution, especially living in LA. Cause I remember it was like, when I got came in on the scene, it was like chaga and then maca. And then all of a sudden, it was like, how much bone broth are you supposed to have that that's the cure-all for everything? Yeah. But it is an opportunity to get into really like like clean, right eating. So diet, what are you consuming? Like you kind yeah. of become that. And who are you hanging out with? If all of your friends and community are sort of just like negative deadbeats on some level, you just sort of become that. And one of the biggest blessings I found in LA, and I even put this in my book, was like being around people, for me, seeing people that were very creative and very successful and did jobs that I didn't even know these things existed and like made a name and did really well financially. 
And so that set in my mind, I'm hanging out with a lot of people that do great in things that they've created themselves. It just told me and my consciousness, oh, that's totally possible. This right. person isn't, you start hanging out with like the, the kind and successful people that are all over LA in my experience. And I was like, wait, so I can take like readings and then I can turn numerology and I can turn all of this into a thing and create my own thing. So yeah. seven is going to be a really good year to like examine and, and hang out with people that are going to be a positive influence and you need to be a positive influence on those people around you. And it, it can be a po great chain reaction or it could spiral into just, we're all going to be, you know, disenfranchised, angry losers. Well, it's like, Something that I realize in losing what I lost is the only thing that saved me was the community that I had been building when I moved to the west side of LA, when I moved into the mountains. I started building this whole community and becoming a part of a community. And were it not for all of those people who were literally there, have been there so many times to catch me, to gather at my home, to have me at their home, to go on hikes, to go surfing, to talk, to cry, to laugh, to like share, like having this big community of people who like artists, spiritual people, like builders, just people who want to build this really beautiful corner of the world. Like had I not had that, I would not be able to be sitting here today and talking to you like this. Like you need people around you. And since I have that resonance, I notice where there's some loose ends, so to speak, to what you're saying. I notice where when I'm hanging out with someone that I'm like, this isn't as much like in alignment as it once was. And it's actually like draining my energy. And I'm actually like not really don't want to show up for this. And maybe in years past, I would just keep showing up for it because I feel a sense of like duty and relationship and friendship. But now I'm like, like what you're saying, no, I can't, I can't have this connection. I can't consume this energy. I can't interface with it. And maybe it's selfish, whatever. I don't really care anymore. It's like, if I'm not protecting my peace and my energy, then I'm not going to be good for my community that needs me actually to be there. Stephanie, you're like such a good numerologist and I don't even think <laughs> you realize it because what I was going to get into is exactly what you said that the, like seven is an encouraging energy and it likes to like uplift others. But where does that become deficient is when you overextend yourself and become mm -hmm. some level of a people, people pleaser. No more so, people pleasing. And sometimes you're just sort of stuck in this rut. And I, you know, sometimes what I do, it, like sometimes it's good to just be the brighter light. There's a teaching. One of my yoga teachers was like, whoever has the strongest aura wins and seven is the aura. Um, not in a competitive way, but if you just go in sort of fortified, that person won't affect you. But I think it's like, we're going to be more sensitive to those outside things. So um, where are you, or where are you to the point of overextending yourself where you're really not of service, right? Like That's if you give, I mean. give the whole farm away or you just feel obligated or, you know, sometimes you just have to like have the guts to, to just be like, you know what, this, this whole scene or whatever it is, 
like in recovery, like getting clean, it's like people, places, and things, right? Like if I, I you know, I mean, I could go out to a, a party and a, an event or whatever now, but like in the beginning, if I was hanging out with all my like druggy buddies from back in the day, like it's just, I'm going to adopt that before I know it, you know? Yeah, you have to, you have to be surrounding yourself with things that are fulfilling you and lifting you up and nourishing you and i think that's so venus like nourishment and Nourish even when word. even even when it comes to humans but also like i notice now that i've become more sensitive and like more i don't know what has happened to me but it's definitely like a clearing and like a, an energy that is leveling up to where when i put myself into something like instagram for example like if i'm on instagram for too long I literally feel, I can feel my body going into like a bit of a spiral. Yeah, it's fucking. Something they, happens. There's, it's sucking your soul, man. It's like, it's really bad. And so being aware of times, like whether it's Instagram, whether it's relationships, whether it's, there was a time when I was in Mexico City and I was walking on the street and I was in a really, really crazy busy part of the town. All these buses were going by and it was really loud. and It was really hot. And I like, started to feel like so not okay that I like, I, I stopped and I was like, okay, what do I need to do right now to make, to put my system back in a regulated place? And I went and like found the nearest park and just like sat with the trees for a little while and just like sat there and breathed and like re-regulated. And then I was like, okay. And, and that's a good, um, everyone listening, like you may find yourself a little more sensitive yeah. It doesn't mean like you have to run from everything and, and isolate, but it, you know, it's regroup, hug a tree. Like, yeah, like se literally. <laughs> like, Seven wants to like frolic and barefoot and, you know, hug everybody and, you know, give out flowers. And it can be like friends and family. And so I'm hoping that for the bigger collective, it is a number of like, uh, it is a number of socializing, but I mm -hmm. hope that like that we become a little more tender and friendly and it's like, Hey, you know, we mm -hmm. don't have to like hang out with everybody, but, um, but do, do be like people be mindful of how maybe there's an exterior input and then your subconscious is triggering into something else and you're making not great decisions based right, on that's the thing based on being rattled whether it's like an overwhelm and buses when i moved out of la i didn't like to the middle of nowhere and like when you at night there's no lights um, I can now see a neighbor because it's winter and the, and the leaves, and sometimes they do leave their porch light on. But generally, it's so dark. But I realized, like, my nervous system was, like, releasing and decompressing. That even just this, like, aren't you know my old neighborhood in L.A.? Like, it, it L.A., right at the end, like, there was, it, there was, like, violence. There was a lot of muggings in, in our old hood. And, yeah. um you know, right on Fairfax and Melrose and that whole area. So I didn't realize, even though I never felt like that threatened or anything, but I didn't realize like how much of my consciousness was aware of that. And then, I mean, I've literally seen like SWAT teams and there was a SWAT incident uh, down 
in that area a couple of years ago where literally all of a sudden there's helicopters, we're eating dinner, the SWAT team came, there's a guy holding people hostage. This was in a uh, this uh, house cost $26,000 a month, I later found out. So this That's wasn't insane. even, these were like, this was like crazy rich. It was like international finance weirdness. And then the, gu- the guy like wound up, killing himself it was a whole thing he had his family hostage he let them go and like in la you're like whoa that's crazy i like have footage of it but then like when you live like i'm like we're surrounded by mountains and woods and a lake and my nervous system started to decompress i didn't realize like that actually is really intense and I'm like, uh, and I wasn't yeah. the one in the situation. It's just, oh, down the street. Hey, there's a hostage situation with the SWAT team, like a TV show. And I like, I feel like I'm still sort of cleansing the nerves of some low level PTSD that I just got accustomed to taking a walk in my neighborhood, just thinking, oh, I really have to be mindful just in case I get mugged. Absolutely. When I moved to Topanga in 2020, I cried for literally three days straight. And I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. Like I wasn't sad. I was so happy, but I was like, I was crying because I was just releasing so much pressure on my body. And that you didn't know was there. I didn't know. And I was like, why can't I stop crying? Like it was comical how much I was crying. Um, I and feel like the lesson in that was not attaching again. I wasn't attaching like meaning. I wasn't thinking I was depressed. I wasn't judging it. I wasn't like, I'm sad. I was just like, I guess my body needs to cry. And then it, that like broke open my entire experience after that. Yeah. I feel like I, I for me personally, I'm like ready for that breakthrough of the seven year of that ease and that release and that some mm-hmm. level of detox and to fortify with like nice and healthy things. Uh, because this was just, I've personally had an exhausting year just, and it's like, even though it was all these great things other than our friend dying, which now is a little over a year ago. Um, Are you talking about Guru Dragon? Yeah. But that's also like, you know, that affects a lot of my business. And then there's all these attacks and then bad press and all this ridiculous stuff. And then, um, but just like, oh, moving across country, but then like, oh, now we have to buy a house and we have to move again all with like a newborn. I managed to write a book. My personal numerology for the year was an eight, um, which is high energy. And I had to draw on that because, and I pulled it off. We did our first retreat. And uh, remod- like put hardwood floors in this house. And we're still working on the house to some degree. But finally, like this year, I'm going to just say I'm going to have a nice year. I'm going to keep doing the work. But it's going to be relaxed. And it's just mm. got to be nice. Like if anything else, this is a year to just have a great, sweet, nice year. You know? I love that. And I'm I'm ready to do work too. Like I didn't really work this year at all. I mean, I was writing, but it was like the first year of my adult life where I was just doing, let's say this, I wasn't doing like work in the world, but like I was doing deep personal work, which I also feel like we should be valuing equally, if not I, more than we're yeah. valuing the jobs that we have. And Completely. like people go around saying they don't have time to do self-work and da, da, da. it's like, what are you doing? You're just pouring your entire life into this machine and your life is going to pass you by. And you're not going to have done the real work 
to make you a full human being. So like, I'm sure everyone listening to this show is doing that, but just with members of your family or people that you know that like have that kind of attitude, like, I don't know, do whatever you can to sort of offer them that reprise, reprieve of like, this is important. You have time. Like, there's nothing more important. And I'm excited though. And I've never been excited to like work, work because I've always felt that pressure of like, oh, you know, you get out of high school, you got to go to college, you get out of college, you got to get a job. Like there's just always been this like value. The job paradigm. Yeah. And I've always been like resisting that. I'm like, I want to be a comedian. I want to be a podcaster. Like I don't want a job, you know, but now, and I, I worked, but even through those times, like part of the struggle in my relationship with my old partner was that like, she really wanted it to be like this, like nine to five type energy with the podcast. And I was like, I don't want that. Right. And now I'm looking forward to stepping into a workspace with both awarenesses of like, I've made space within myself to be able to go to work without it feeling like it's a burden. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. Things didn't really work out for me until I really quit uh, jobs. Uh, But I definitely work hard and it's like, you know, sure. Turning all this into, to monetize these skill sets, but like, this is also a good year to learn your true value. It's actually your skills, but also how do you monetize your skill sets? So, mm-hmm. but the, uh, so this is going to be a great year for that again. Oh, I have these other values and these skills. Like I didn't think the things that I thought were valuable until like someone who is a very seasoned writer, published author many times over, like helped me sort that out. And she's like, everything you're saying now, you just, get it down. And now I'm like, Oh, the things that I say and create, that is the value. That's like, I'm sort of selling that enough that I'm getting book deals based on my ideas essentially. And, um, but for those of you even just going into work and maybe you feel like, Oh, I want to do something more creative. What's good about this seven energy is it gives you a better sense of well being. And so if you Mm. kind of go into whatever your situation is feeling just a little bit better, well, then the situation isn't, you're not allowing it to affect you as much. So it's sort of like, you know, I learned like getting clean. It was like, oh, drugs provided a solution. And then I had to use deeper spiritual tools. And part of it was all of this, but it is kind of, I want to say not in context of being intoxicated, but it is like having being a little bit buzzed and everything's nice. And it's just going to make those sort of work days better. But I think this is an opportunity for a breakthrough where you really can see you can, people can grow financially this year. And it's all because you are worth probably a lot more than you're thinking. And don't get sucked into, like, I was having this, not an argument, but like, I was having this confrontation because I have, my writing partner is, is my good friend and he, we're like, you know, still working on our TV show. Like we have it with the network, whatever. We're still like, we're still in the, we're in the shit, you know, we don't have it on the air, but it's still happening and whatever. It's like still in the process. And then like a bunch of networks dropped a bunch of shows. We didn't get dropped. And then like, these articles were coming out how it was like the death of the streaming era and like 
he was fucking spamming me with all this negative shit. And I was like, I need you to fucking detach from the matrix. Stop sending me articles that reinforce the negative idea that this isn't going to happen and get your fucking head in the game and just imagine that it's happening. And he was like, okay, you're right. I'm spiraling. I'm like, you're letting the media tell you what is going to dictate our creativity and our magic, which is literally living outside of the realm of logic. Like we've defied all odds every step of the way. Don't get sucked into that. Like with, for anything, with anyone, like getting sucked into like the negativity of look how hard this is, or, oh my God, all the streamers aren't making as many TV shows or whatever. It's like, no, tune it the fuck out. Like, do not let that into your creative space because that will ruin your manifestation power. Well, fuck yeah. First of all, you could tell him I said, just shut the fuck up with that. But also... <laughs> he already did. He this, like texted me back. He's like, I'm back. I'm like, okay, okay good. Well, that's just a different doom scrolling, whether you're doom yeah. scrolling about like uh, end times and the new world order or you're doom scrolling. Like, that's the thing. Like, the seven... You're going to be extra sensitive to that. So definitely, everybody, don't spiral. If you're consuming that that's throwing you off, just put it away. But also, like, um, that, like we, we're operating outside of that paradigm. Like, the thing is, once you come... Like, seven is really a number to sort of come into the beauty of who you are. There, nobody can compete with that. Like, we, everybody yeah. does have something unique. And yeah. like, I can't like falling in, especially like Hollywood, you could, there's definitely a lot of scarcity. I mean, I've definitely been on sets too, where everybody's miserable and stressed out because they've like got this fantasy in their head of like, I got to get a Hollywood job. I got to, I got to do it. And then they're so afraid of getting taken out and someone else will replace them. I'm like, are you even enjoying it? Like, you're not even enjoying this. And like, yeah definitely like you have something that nobody else is offering so everyone listening you need to step into that it all comes down to like key thing is self-worth and self-value but seven the world is always going to tell you you're not enough it's not possible it's so hard like they're going to try to compare you to people who haven't worked it hasn't worked for like i don't know what it is whether it's like a larger control mechanism or it's people's reflection of their own disappointment in themselves or their own sense of shoulda, coulda, woulda, or failure or projection or distortion, whatever it is. It's like, when I hear that I can't do something, I'm literally like, watch me do it. Like I, I feel challenged to prove the negative voice so wrong. That's like so Scorpio. It's like it's a, <laughs> I'm making a successful spite life. <laughs> I spite am though, because, because I'm like, you're not going to fucking tell me what's possible. Like, Consider the source. It's like when your friends take advice from people about relationships who've never had a successful relationship. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, like, like I get parenting <laughs> advice now from people who've never had a kid. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Let's move on. Um, it's ridiculous. I do. I like, it, yeah. I mean, people will definitely trip out. I feel like at the end of the day, though, overall, the energy, sure, it can go really dark, but generally speaking, even the deficiencies, if you have a sense of humor about it, it's like, oh, mm. what was I thinking? 
Um, but remember, it is an abundant universe. There is enough for everybody. I was just going into some deeper numerology this morning, um, finding these hidden sort of codes, if you will, of like literally old Kabbalistic texts saying uh, like how there's like limit, there's a limitless supply of anything mm-hmm. that you want. And, I feel um, that. But the shadow of this Venus, which is about security, the opposite of that is total scarcity and lack. So whether you're comparing yourself to others or you're reading that article, streaming shows are uh, ending. And that's all, like, people write negative clickbait because... Which, by the way, they should, Netflix should stop making 25 bad holiday rom-coms. Like, that's fine. A good holiday rom-com is awesome but um i there is like an overwhelming amount of content but at the same time that means like there's opportunities for more voices to be shared like there there really is so much opportunity and you could totally fall into the economy is imploding there's supply chain issues i'm literally finding the numerology of limitless supply and then um you know the you click on the news i don't really watch the news but I know the news is the media saying like impending doom. We can't get anything, whatever. The economy is collapsing. I mean, fuel is expensive. I mean, I'm literally thinking, Oh, it's 12 degrees out right now. And like keeping the house warm. And I'm like, I mean, I mostly burn wood, but like oil's like expensive. And then I was like, okay, I'm thinking about that. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was on the bus with the bike but I can afford to heat this house. It's way more money than I'd want to spend right now. But it's I got to keep everybody warm. And I'm mm-hmm. doing it. And and that's the thing we lose sight of sometimes. Sometimes I think when things start going good, we just we lose sight. Like, I, it's good for me to remember, oh, I really didn't have anything materially. I was, and like, wait, I, so I can afford it. And that's a place I haven't been in, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, you're making me remember so many years of my life where I was so broke. And like, I know that, what? I was going to say, you're literally looking out at the beach right now. Right, well, yeah, now I'm living in in an abundant, I'm living in an abundant space for sure. But like, it is easier when you have an abundant space to feel like everything's okay. And, but I remember being in the very down and out space and really having to sit so many times, like knowing that if I let my feelings and my experience of fear, which I had very real, not able to pay my rent, not able to buy groceries reality. I know it. When I had those realities, I had two choices. And one choice was to fall deep into despair and feel like I was a fuck up, feel like I was a victim, feel like I wasn't going to eat, feel so much fear that your life closes in and everything, your vision becomes so small that you stop being able to see any possibility of ever getting out of it. And I can remember a specific moment sitting on my, in my back, my little backyard that I was, I was living in a house with a bunch of people and I had this little like grassy area and I went back out there and I just sat there and I was like, if, if I'm okay right now in this moment, that means I'm okay. And 
starting from that place started to open up my creative field and my manifestation field and the field of like infinite possibility that is existing around you all the time starts to open up when you trust, like literally connect with the higher energy with the interconnectedness of everything, like you will suddenly start to have visions and answers and problem solving capabilities that you didn't have when you were just taking that desperate feeling and like locking in on it. I mean, that literally closes you into a dungeon. It it completely closes you into a dungeon. And that's the shadow of this scarcity. And then that mm-hmm. just, it just trickles out. And it's like that saying, worrying is praying for things you don't want. And you just keep amplifying it. And I think that what we can do, if you find yourself going into that space, well, that is that I actually literally put what you said in my book. Wow. Basically, you're going to read it now and be like, this motherfucker somehow quoted me and like came in <laughs> and like pulled people. Yeah. It, it, well, because I said like if you just – it was about starting where you're at and it's like just let go. It's like if you yeah. realize in this exact moment that you actually do have everything you need because I know what it's like to be that broke and to not afford like where am I eating uh, and then um, – it's exactly that. And with this energy is getting into that centered space. You have everything you have in this moment. And then it's like, let's do some energetic sort of feng shui, if you will. Because mm-hmm. if we beautify our, even just your living space, even if you're living in a, a cinder block room, somehow you can make, make it, it nice. nice. Like you totally. can throw a carpet in there. That, that, those those cues it's like making your life now a delightful vision board you're going like, to keep your kitchen really clean put your clothes away like whatever it is unless like, you have that a new board <laughs> no whatever. it does no completely so this is what i'm going to say this seven year like find your worth what is upgrade go a little opulent and that's like that's personal to you you know, that's like, maybe it's like just that, you know, you only had money for a $40 pair of shoes, but there's a $60 pair that you love, like, you know, and that, you know, I have a client who literally was on the fence of buying a $14 million mansion only because she had just bought a $12 million mansion, right? So, and she was concerned, was she being too opulent? Like, so, you know, that's, but I mean, that's her reality. Like, that's where she's at. Um, And so, like, our opulence, Gene and I, well, is sure the kid, but it's like, let's spruce up the, the yard and learn some more landscaping and, uh, you know, uh, cooking. I buy like nice cooking wear and it I've accumulated over time, but like upgrade your life because if mm-hmm. you're in a nice surrounding, you know, there's a teaching in the magical tradition that says the magician always has a nice home. And again, it doesn't yeah, matter. I love that. It doesn't matter if you live in a palace or you literally live in a one bedroom cinder blocked wall place, you can make that beautiful. And you can be grateful for it. And you can say, wow, this I'm living large. Is something I noticed, like, okay, I used to be more messy and like didn't as much recognize the power and value of having that like super clean space. Like 
I just was too busy, you know, like I was running oh, I around, know. I was valuing my work life and my like sex life and my whatever. And I just wasn't like taking the time with my own space. And I noticed at some point that every time somebody would come over, I would immediately apologize <laughs> for my mess. Yeah. And I started to recognize that that made me feel really shitty to constantly having to be apologizing for my space made me feel like what I was saying was like, I'm gross. Don't mind me. And it made me not want to have people over. And it made me be embarrassed if like a lover would come over and it just, it like affected my, the world that I had, that I was cultivating because I was ashamed of my space. Whereas like now I'm like, look at how beautiful everything is. And like, that feels so good to welcome myself and others into a space that I feel proud of. And that it's like your environment is a reflection. It reflects your insides. It's huge. It's, it is, that is so huge. And I think too, you were, if you think about it, if you're constantly defending your space, which is some extension of you, then you're constantly defending yourself. And it goes, I know. And then it, it goes all back down to you don't value yourself. And like, it's like, it's you real. know, when your car is super clean, it just runs better. Mm-hmm. And having, I mean, that's, we know the power of like, having that orderly space as I'm like looking around this den and I've like unpacked boxes. I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to, I got to straighten this all up. But having a clear, bright space, it makes it a bright, clear aura of where you're living. Mm -hmm. So we can like maneuver a lot of success this year by those little things that it, maybe it doesn't seem connected, but all of a sudden you like organize your bookshelf and clean your toilet. And all of a sudden you get an email for like a fucking huge opportunity. Like that's mm-hmm. that seven is the is a number of opportunity. It's kind of a lucky number. It's it's opulent and um, make you definitely make your space nice. Have like clothes that you feel good in. All of those things uh, will make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Sure, you might get lost and like I need you know whatever gold candlesticks or something, but. Um, make these spaces nice. It's going to, this is a year that that frequency is going to be more amplified. And Mm. so if we just hone it in for more success, that's what we're supposed to use this for, you know, you can start with, you know, instead of saying like, Oh, you have to go out and buy things or to feel better. Like you don't need that. Like it's exactly what we're saying. Like start with your immediate environment, like meditate or like smoke a little bong or do whatever you have to do to get into the zone and just really be in the energy of the space and ask yourself, like, how can I make this more in flow? How can I make this feel more, co- what did you say? Cozy, oh, I, uh, cozy, uh, sensual, loving, and tender. Yeah, that's the theme. Like, that's the vibe. And imagine coming from a space so good. that your home, your car, your vibe is that, like, you're going to have a more delightful, nicer life. Like what's the point of like all the success and worldly accomplishment. If you're not into it and you don't like it and it's a stress and a burden, well, you're, you're not doing it. That's doesn't Mm -hmm. seem very successful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. I think we're you and I and everybody listening, we're going to have really nice years. It might be a little sensitive. Maybe you'll cry a little bit more. That's okay. 
right? It's impossible like, for me to cry more, so okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm gonna cry more. Um, yeah, I love that. It's for you. like it's emotional. It's okay. Seven's an emotional number, and the I emotions also... are so beautiful. Like, just how? When have you ever seen someone get emotional and been like, uh? Like, I've never been like that. Like, whenever I see someone get emotional, I'm like wow, like that's so amazing and so sweet. And you're like showing me something so true. Yeah. And it's emotional. It's not commotional. It's emotional. And yeah. Just when it's coming from a real heart centered place, it's a beautiful thing. I just love that it's sensitive and caring. I, th yeah. I think for so many of us, this is going to be such a breakthrough. Um, and, and because like these little things that we can maneuver, like, make your house like spruce it up. Even if it's like my house is already spotless, well bring a little flower daily, have something, whatever that is. Um, it's those little things this year will really uh, manifest into much bigger opportunities. And, wow. um, it's time to where it's the year of prosperity, elevation and upgrades. So what I love about this, this show and, and like, every time that we have this conversation is like, I feel that everything that you say is always at the, is I'm right on the heels on where I'm like at the end of 2021, I'm like, I'm ready for 2022. At the end of 2022, I'm like, yes, 2023. And like, you know, I think we all kind of feel like that because it's like a vague celebration and a page turn and whatever, but this honing in on what that actually is, is so helpful and so amazing because I think on some cellular level we all already feel like this we just don't necessarily have the words or the framework or the you're giving us information for our vision that yeah i i couldn't agree and that more. is so helpful um and, and i'm just grateful that you tune in i'm grateful to do this like that we've been able to continue i know it's like not all of us and it's not that so retrograde but also okay. to have you on and your wisdom and insight as a sounding board but everything i'm sharing it's like yeah you're already in it you've already been thinking about it that's why you're like the default like really good numerologist because you're sensitive enough that you're already you, you just are aligned with it and i like the way you said too like on a cellular level or some cosmic level people do know and they they, yeah. they sense these frequencies and i think too with the fucking since 2022 all that insanity i everybody i know has had some big disruptions in their life lost for family and or friends like whether it's just maybe death but like uh just we kind of have different views on things and uh like it is a split there's been this weird timeline split this is an opportunity and i think whether it's not you come together with all those people you're going to come together with yourself and your purpose and you're like fuck yeah this is wait and this letting, is what i've been wanting yes and letting go like that was a big part of this year too of like letting go of and I talked about this with another person who also lost like a close friend, not in death, but in the shakeup, whatever you want to call it, the values, the value divergent time, <laughs> Yes. Uh, whatever it is. Um, it took a lot of like letting go of, of that 
relationship and trying to chew it apart and trying to understand like why and take my ownership and whatever it was like just within myself because I wasn't getting any bounce back from from her but trusting and this is what I feel that I've learned now is in letting something go or a group of people go or a job go or whatever it's like there is something way more aligned for you literally waiting in the wings for you just to like stop needing to like fix a thing that's never going to get fixed and instead just be like literally namaste go with god i hope you live your best life i'm just going to keep living my best life and then all of a sudden there's just like beautiful abundant humans and opportunities and creativity and conversations and spirituality like literally was just waiting for me to be like okay yeah that's not my life anymore my life's over here awesome yeah it totally is peace out and it's funny because that's like every time like every time that i've been holding on to something so much whether it's an identity an idea or some sort of especially like in la or had the show in the works then it fell apart then it got optioned again i'm like you know you're like yeah yeah and then it is it's just like this is this is a it's just an energy if you want to let go this year just sort of lean into the nice life yeah like venus doesn't want you to swim against the current no it's 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 like it's it wants you to be like rubbed and like have chocolate drizzled all over you and then have like multiple people like lick it up your body yeah i mean that's definitely there's uh, all many opportunities for upgrades uh go deeper yeah it's yeah it can be so beautifully healthy healthfully indulgent and wise and Mm -hmm. it's one of these these energy fields that it a lot of the planet doesn't utilize appropriately the same thing with the mars energy which is the five year like a little bit goes a long way so i don't know i'm looking forward to like a little bit of a rest this year going deeper um and making like my life and my life with Gina and having a kid that much nicer. And I love that. I think I'm, I'm pretty stoked and I am grateful for you to come on. I hope this becomes like, I hope we do this next year for the eight year. Yeah, we will. We're going to do it every year. Um, Well, it's fun to hear like the progression and how you use this energy and you really honed in on the six you know, you were like yeah. living a, a monk life, like traveling monk, like you need some time. And it was very amazing. I mean, it showed me too. like I went to all these places by myself and I made friends. I like connected with the culture. I learned to speak Spanish again. I, you know, I was like friends with a shaman in Peru. I like then went to Europe and it was just like so many different like just trusting my own path without knowing what was going to happen opened up so many different connections to where like, even in Europe, like the the connections that I make, like I'm still friends with all those people. My friends in Mexico came to visit me. Like it just, you know, I didn't have any of that before. And just because I was like, I'm, I just need to go on my own journey. The energy was like, here's the people and here are the things and here are the lessons that are aligned with your own journey. And like, that is the wisdom to take with me moving forward forever. Like, and I remember before I left, I was so fucking scared to go. Yeah. Like, I was like, what am I doing? 
putting up my stuff in storage to getting rid of this house that I love so much, like ending my relationship. I, I was just so scared, but bigger than fear was this feeling like I had to do it. Like I had no choice. Like if I stayed, it would have been not good for me. And I knew that. When you listen to that, and that's the thing, that's a breakthrough in comfort zone. What I will say is on a positive note, this year is a very comfortable zone. So it's not like this year is, doesn't have to be a fight. And um, we really can just attract a lot. And um, I don't know. I'm psyched. Obviously, we'll be talking throughout the year, but I'm really already like psyched to hear how, how you did it next year as we do this. Like, Same. A year from now. Well, I'm excited to get a reading from you and know about my three year because I got oh, that piece three- of paper oh, and yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, she's ready. Oh, <laughs> like, oh she there's a the boss this year. Yeah, it's it's an assertive energy in a soft year, but that means you're going to really sort of go for and and set up like this. We'll do the reading. That's going to be a powerful yeah. setup um, yeah. because seven is like the aura is kind of where we can program. You know, a lot of teachings say where people sabotage and implode big success, it's because they didn't hold it in their aura. And that's what this energy is. And so a clean aura is like those, whatever, those, those things that add vitality. And this is the year Mm -hmm. to just keep adding more good things to your life. Mm. It will really start to work itself out. So it's Mm -hmm. not the year. What do I cut out? What do I cut out? Where do I fight? And, um, it's every, whatever your personal numerology tied into the collective of the year, uh, there's, there's ways to work with it. Like I'm having a nine year, which is the other very sensitive and it's subtle, but it's a lot of behind the scenes. So a lot of this year is like a frequency setup and a practical setup for me, knowing that I'm going to come into a 10 year in an eight year, which is big energy and mm. star power. So, um, you know, we always have a lot of work to do, but the numbers help us like give us a course of action and some themes and ideas even if you don't believe in any of this, you could take these as idea prompts of where to put some focus. And guardrails. Like I remember when you said that 2021 was had the year of like Mars and the and like war and confrontation energy. I fucking minded that advice so hard when I wanted to fight with the world. It was a confrontational year. And I was just like, do like to myself, I'm like, do not. Like, say what we need to say and then do not fall into the trap of fighting because it's going to get you fucking nowhere. A hundred percent. And I definitely did some <laughs> fighting. I definitely wrangled some resentment, especially the ways of the world, seeing my accounts get like sort of shadow. A lot of the conspiracies yeah. that I was tuned into, it's all coming to light. I'm like, oh, it's all true. I was right. I was right. Yeah. And as a Scorpio, I just want to be like, fuck you. I was so right. But you know what? I just want to have a sweet, lovely, cozy. Exactly. Like it's not worth year, it. You know? So. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, well, you don't need to be found, do you? Like, uh, having you oh, on like, is point, like, you're not really promoting anything. Oh, I'm not promoting anything, but, um, maybe I will. I, I started a sub stack and I'm oh, probably okay. going to do another, um, I think I'm going to do another, like, 
I mean, I want to make my big show, obviously, but I think I want to do another like podcast or video or something. Like, I've definitely been, I have a bunch of ideas and a bunch of different like sort of possible frameworks, but well, it hasn't felt like the right time. But I do feel like in the next few months, something is going to come to come out, come to light. Well, so people can find you on your just mostly Instagram, Instagram, but also I there's a link to my do sub the Substack. Um, yeah, I mean, I've only written two things, but I'm working on another piece. It's just it's fun exercise for me. Well, um, we will do that reading very soon. We'll figure that out, and okay, that cool. hopefully will give some clarity of the directions and where to go. So yeah, um, it's been it's really the biggest honor. I am like so grateful for the pod that you did because honestly, you're you're one of the people in LA, and that show like helped me grow my stuff and That's sort so of awesome. helped. And we were like, it was a little earlier on like you guys were established but as it just kept growing like i still to this day people reach out or clients and they're just like oh i heard you on that's a retrograde like several years ago so i'm always i love that i'm always grateful that you guys like you know it was sort of probably like well okay we need a guest and okay let's do this and then it, stuff really built out from that so that's so awesome I, just, I mean that's the thing is like whenever I look back on that like even though it ended like I don't see it as a failure at all because it was exactly what it needed to be for the time that it was and it just it did create this beautiful like network and expansion not just for us but for everyone that got to be involved so it was it, I'm really proud of the work that we did Oh, I think it was huge. It just, when yeah. it did, some things, it's it's time has come, but you did end on episode 333, and that is a number that will come back around. Wait, what do you mean? There, you'll probably in a few years, something, there's some realignment. 333 I mean, I is a so. number that comes up, and it may not be that so retrograde, but that would be a fitting title because it's sort of a <laughs> retrograde energy, but I'm always like grateful that support from you. And, um, it, you know, I was able to like turn all this stuff into a thing and, you know, create a life out of it. So I love that. That makes um, me so happy. You are amazing. Get your butt visit Vermont. You probably need some need bitter to. ice cold weather, a little East Coast hardship. And uh, Vermont's a magical enchanted fairyland. It's its own little. I universe. know. I love Vermont. I grew up there. Um, so uh, it would be fun to like have you hang with Isaiah. Um, oh. And then someday I'll make it back out to L.A. probably to promote the book and stuff. So, yeah. Um, we will do this again next year, if not sooner. I love and it's adore so you. Fun. Congrats Thank on you the so show much. and the other things. I know you have some really big things in the work. Gina filled me in a little bit, so um, you rock. Gina is my Gina is my uh, she's my dream shaman. <laughs> yeah, wow, she's really good with the dreams. So. Um, she, a lot of messages come through her for dreams. So. Whenever she texts me about her message, I'm like, oh, my God, A, like, let's make that B. Like, I dreamed about the same thing. We're, like, really connected in the in the subconscious spiritual realm. No, I believe it. Um, yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, we will, till, till next year or sooner, um, thank you. Thank you.
Let thy soul be awakened.